thank you once again to be in the house of the Lord this evening. Father, as this song of introduction expresses, Father, the desire of our heart, how we desire to know you more. Father, not to know about the Bible or to know about the history, but Father, to know the person, the order of the Word of God. That's our desire, Father, to know you in the power of the resurrection. Father, Lord, to know you as our husband, as a friend, as our best friend, as we heard, as we sang earlier, Father. Our desire, Lord, is to know the deepest desire that is in you, that, Father, to the point that we can make of your desire an order for us, a commandment for us, Father. Bring us, Father, to the level where there is so much, so much love between you and us, Father. Cause us to love you in a deeper way, O oh God, that we we just realize the, that relationship that is so close with you, God, that to the point that nothing should hinder you, nothing should hinder us from coming close to you, Father. Lord, you know the needs in our heart. You know the needs also in the flesh or in the mind. You are still a high priest who is touched by the feeling of our infirmities. You also know our weaknesses, Father, Lord. We pray that the blood of Jesus Christ will wash us and cleanse us, Father. As we put this time, these little minutes aside, Father, as, as the pastor said it on, on Sunday, what is this time that we put aside compared to eternity we're going to spend together with you? Father, Lord, we want to take advantage of this time just to be in your presence, a mortal expressing the eternal word of God to another mortal. But let the deep, the seed of God, hear, Father, from you that we can come closer to you, Father. We love you, Lord. We give you the glory and the honor. You know the needs in our church. Many people are, are sick and afflicted, Father. Serious cases, but you are the God of the impossible, Lord. We continue, Father, to uphold them in, in our prayers. Father, we share the burden. We share the, 
the time that they are going through, Lord, the difficulties. But Father, Lord, we also want to confess that you are the healer. You're the God who said, is there anything difficult for you? Is there anything difficult for God? Nothing is impossible to God. Nothing is impossible for those who believe. Father, we trust in you. We glorify your name. And we also pray for our pastor who is not with us, Lord, this evening. But your grace be with him, Father, and his family. And we thank you for the gift in his family. As we commit everything to you in Jesus Christ, and we pray. Bless your people and your word. Amen. Thank you, musician. God bless you richly. Such a good atmosphere this evening. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen? Whatever two or three are gathered in his name is here. Amen? That his word is not my word. That's not the word of any person. That God's word. And God will bankrupt heaven before his word could fail. And his word can never fail. Understand there is also a, maybe um, or youth meetings, maybe you know, this, this week, so probably some of them already moved. And just God bless them as well, amen, with them as well. Um, pastor is not with us, he went to visit the little child on, uh, on Vancouver, so we, uh, uh, we are sharing the joy with the family, amen. It's number two. There are more to come if the Lord tarries. <laughs> Amen. I would invite you to go to the Word of God. John 5. Thank you for coming this evening. Thank you for... The Queen of the South, we can, we can tell the Queen of the South we have braced other, con- other conditions. Maybe you have braced the conditions of being hot weather in the desert, but here it's the cold weather and snow and everything. So we are sharing the same testimony. Amen. John 5, 20, 22. And also thank God for the services on Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday evening. God is faithful, God speaking to us, and thank God for that. God bless our pastor, may God bless Brother Andrew for yielding to the Holy Spirit. Thank you. John 5.22, third time. <laughs> um, for the Father judges no man, but hath committed all judgment Unto the Son. I think I missed to put also verse 26 to 27. For as the Father had life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and hath given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. May God bless his word. You can have a seat. I would like to read again another familiar scripture in Luke 17. Luke 
Luke 17, 26, 27. The Bible says, As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that God entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Amen. I'd like to share with you this evening, and we thought it might sound a little bit um, downside, but it's not. I guess, it, I think it's not, but I'd like to share with you the title saying as uh, the time of the investigation judgment. Time of the investigation judgment. The scripture is very clear. The father does not judge any man. The father doesn't, is not the one doing the work of judging. But all judgment, he has given it unto the son. As the scripture says, John 5, 27. He has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man. We know that Brother Banham is not the son of man. We know that we are not the son of man as part of this scripture. But Brother Banham was a son of man revealing this son of man. Amen. That's what Brother Banham said himself. himself. So he's not the one who's judging but it's God who is the, the Son of Man, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is judging and executing judgment. Amen? The Bible, the prophet says in the voice of the sign, it says, God has got to judge the world by something. The Catholic people here to say he's going to judge him, judge the world by the church, judge the world by the church. If that's right, then what church, if you say the Catholic church, which, which the Roman Greek or what? It says they all broke to pieces. It says it's going to judge it. He is going to judge it. Is he going to judge it by the Baptist church? Then what about the Methodist church? See, he can't do that. There is too much confusion. People wouldn't know where they were at. It says, but he said in the Bible, if you want to know what is going to judge the people by, is going to judge, is going to judge the world by Jesus Christ, and he is the word. So the one who's judging is Jesus Christ, but Jesus Christ, not just the man, but Jesus Christ, the word, amen. So the Bible then is what it will judge by, the vindicated word of God, the vindicated word. That's God's way of judging is the Bible. So no matter what any creed or denomination says, you stay right in the Bible because it is Christ. St. John, first chapter, tell us that. Amen. So the one who's judging is the word of God. It's strange, not strange, but it, uh, it, it, I think it, should, it draws our curiosity to look at, uh, at what the life of Brother Barnum, with the ministry of Brother Barnum. Brother Barnum has to preach five times the message trial. Five times he preached it in different, uh, in different areas. I think most of them in 64, after he have preached the, the, the seals, then he's putting, he's putting, he's putting, he's putting, he's putting Jesus Christ on the court. He's, he's, he's saying, I don't believe he had a fair trial. So that's why I have to give him another opportunity for trial. And himself, he was part of the defense. He was the one who was defending him. He, was, he, put, he put three types of people, three types kind of people. There will be there, impatient, and all people will be throwing that the word of God is not true. And then says, no, I'm a witness of it. Myself, I'm a witness. I want to be a witness for Jesus Christ. I want to be a witness for Jesus Christ. He's still the healer. He's still the one who saved. He's still, he's still confirming his word. He's still real today. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
His word can never fail. So himself made part of the witness. I believe each and every one of us, we have to be witnesses. We have to be the one declaring the word of God has never failed. I have experienced it myself. He didn't tell me that, he didn't, maybe he didn't tell me which specific day, which specific day that I will be healed, which specific day that there will be a change, but he gave me a promise and I stood upon the promise of God and I waited patiently, I waited patiently confessing the word of God until I see that being manifested. Amen. God is real. Amen. But you cannot have a trial without having the judge. If Brother Banam was giving that trial and giving that trial, there must be the judge. The, the judge has to be there. The prophet is saying in the message, that's where I got the title, Christ is revealed, is revealed in his own word. He says, what happened just before Sodom? God came down with some angels and they had an investigation and judgment. I've heard a cry that's so sinful, so great, that I've come down to find out whether it's altogether the truth or not. That's right. Watch that man one that stayed with Abraham could discern the thoughts that was in, in Sarah's heart behind him. Now, you look around just a little bit and notice, see, watch that's going. The same thing today. It is an investigation judgment. So we are in the time of the investigation judgment. We are at the time where the same scene is being happening here. As he says, he promised in Luke 17, as it was in the time of Noah, as it was in the time of Lord, so shall it be in the same time where the Son of Man is being revealed. And he's putting the parallel here. He's putting it so clear. He said, why? After a while, the church, when it can stay in that place, every seed has been brought to this spot, they will be gone. They won't know what happened to them. One will be gone one way. See, one will be going over to the pastor's house. And, we, and one will be going here and down here. And the first thing you know, they are not here. That's our promise. Amen. That's where we are looking. That we know that's happening. It's very soon. It's going to happen very soon. It says, for Enoch, which was the type, God took him and he was found, he was found not. Come down to investigate the continuity how the Enoch translation, a type of Israel being carried over in the ark. And Christ is revealed in his own word. So if we go back a little bit in the type, in the type of Genesis to Revelation in the Bible, we can see that God has been putting the, the type or the scene where he's settling cases, where he's considering himself as a judge or he's putting the case before people so people can make up their own mind, but himself is the one declaring what has to be the outcome. We see in the time of uh, in, in, you know, the beginning in Genesis when we, we had two worshippers who came in the presence of God. They didn't have any other recommendation but having a desire to come in the presence of God and worship. The God, I think it was in their heart, it was in the desire, there was something. Any human being has a desire to worship. Amen? Do you agree with me? Any human being has a desire to worship. Even Cain had a desire to worship. Cain had a desire to worship and, 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 and Abel has a desire to worship. But their worship and what they brought for the worship signified or showed the revelation that they had about the worship. Or oh, they came to worship and Cain took the fruits, Cain took the beauty, Cain, Cain took what the, the, his own works, took everything that was pertained to give glory to himself. 
But Abel took what he got by revelation. It has to be the blood. If my parents had, had lived the Garden of Eden, it must have been the blood. It must have been something related to the blood. God, it was not the revelation that he himself had. It was God who gave him that revelation. God gave him, look about it. God gave him that revelation without him having any book to read. Without him having any Bible to read, without him having a physical Bible to read, without him having or maybe ha having to, to listen to the tapes. God has to drop the revelation in his heart and he followed that revelation. Amen. Revelation is what is your attitude to revelation shows who you are. That attitude to revelation shows the, the I'll say maybe the, the kind of seed that the person is. Because if you, we might say, I didn't have that revelation. I didn't see that before. I never saw that before. But if, if it is revealed to you, if there's been, you've been exposed to that revelation, something has to trigger inside and say, oh, I see now. This is nothing else but the truth. Amen. If you look in the time of, looking for the case of, of Abel and, and Cain, God actually came back to Abel and told him, you know, came back to Cain and told him, you know, if you do what your brother is doing, you'll do well. First part, you didn't have the revelation. Okay, let's put that part aside. But if you do as your brother is doing, you'll do well. But let me know, even though God himself came down from heaven and he came down and spoke to him directly, because there was nothing inside that thing, that thing, that seed could not be, could not be quickened. That seed could not see the revelation. Even though God spoke to him, even though it was so clear that I have accepted, this is what I have accepted. Because there was no life in that seed, he could not be quickened to the truth of the word of God. Oh, what a sad story. Amen. Cain was cast off from the presence of God. Cain was cast off the presence of God because he refused to accept the revelation. Without the revelation, it's hard to follow the word of God. Even if the preacher preaches so hard and so, so plainly exposed, even if God comes himself and speaks, even if the prophet says it's so well, so well explained, but if it is not revealed to you, it's hard to follow the advice of the word of God without revelation. You might try it for a while, you might try it for a while, you might try it for a while, but it's going to fail because there is no revelation. That's why it's important to pray for revelation. We can never overemphasize the importance of revelation to the true believer. Because revelation is what is going to give you authority over the enemy. Revelation is what is going to help you to keep moving on. Revelation is what is going to help me to keep moving on. Amen. Because without revelation, there is no perseverance. Without revelation, there is no really endurance or to endure or to persevere without revelation. We need more of the revelation of God in our heart, God. May you give us more revelation. Lord, I want to know you more. I want more of your revelation. I want that to become plain to me, amen. I want that to become a reality, amen. And for a true believer, I believe if you pray for revelation, God will give you revelation. Because that desire for that revelation is, also, is already a miracle. It's already a proof that there is, if there is a deep, God has to answer to that deep, amen. But Cain, when... He was corrected when he was told the truth. He didn't want to obey the correction. He didn't want to follow the correction. That's a very bad sign. And it was God himself coming to investigate what's going on. 
and he gave the opportunity to Cain. But he refused still. Very bad sign. Cain was probably still going to his own church, I would guess. If we have to just uh, dramatize here. Genesis 4, 22, 20, 24, it says his descendant, once one of his children of his descendants, his brother's name was Jubal, and he was the father of all such as, such as handled the harp and organ. So probably they were still going to church and playing music and dancing and everything. Oh, we even invented this music, and our music is so nice and everything, but God was not there. There was no worship. There was no true worship with God. God was not there. Without revelation, without accepting God, without accepting the word of God, he was cast out from the presence of God. So what is the presence of God? That's another subject by itself. But what is the presence of God? You cannot have the presence of God without the word of God. You need to have the word of God in order to be in the presence of God. Amen. You need to be also in, the, in the fulfilling God's word for your time in order to be in the presence of God. Amen. That's another subject all by itself. What a dangerous time. In this time, we can see that some religious systems are already condemned by the word of God, already judged, and they don't know it. Denominations are already judged, and God doesn't change his mind regarding his word. In John 3, 18, 19 says, He that believeth on him is not, on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. We thank God for the light. We thank God for the evening light. We thank God for putting the seed inside of us to recognize the light and to love the light. To love the truth, as the pastor has been saying, to love the truth. It's altogether very important. John 16, 7, 18, 14 says, Nevertheless, if I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go another way, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and he see me no more. And of judgment because the Prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. Who will guide you into all truth? It shall be a man, shall be a preacher, shall be... No, the Holy Spirit will guide you in all truth. That's why it's important to have the new birth. We keep repeating it, but it's important to have the new birth. It's important to have the guide. It's important to lean upon the direction of the guide. Amen. God, lead me in the whole truth. Lead me in your word. Whether in church, whether at home, whether at work, whether at school, let your Holy Spirit be the guide leading me in all truth. Amen. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, he shall, that shall he speak, and he shall show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. Let me say it in plain words here. The second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is not grace to the world. 
The second coming of Jesus Christ is not grace to the world. The first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ was grace to the world, to the whole world. When he died on the cross, he died for everybody. He died for the saints. He died for the sinners. He died for everybody. That's why a sinner is not condemned because of what he's doing or for his sins and the committing bad things. That's, why, that's not why he's being condemned. A sinner is being condemned because he's rejecting the free gift of God. He's rejecting what God has done for everybody. He has done for whoever wants, whoever wills, whoever accepts that, he will be saved. Even though in his mind he was dying for you. Even though in his mind he was dying for me, amen. But he was also dying for everybody, whoever wants, amen. That was a free gift. But when he's coming for the second time, he's coming for the judgment. He's not coming for the grace for everybody, amen. <laughs> Jesus Christ himself says it. He says in Luke 4, 18, 19, he says, The Spirit of God is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. It is still true today. Amen. He has come to preach deliverance to the captive. It's still true today. Amen. Amen. He come, he's come to del deliver the captive and the, the recovering of the sight of the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. It's still true today. But that then, the first time, he stopped right there because he could not continue to the judgment. It was not the time yet for that judgment. But today he comes also to bring judgment to the Gentiles. Amen. That second part is also applicable for the time. So it's an acceptable here of, of jubilee and deliverance for whoever accepted, but whoever rejected, it's also judgment right there. Amen. Time of the investigation judgment. The prophet says in the token, says, He sent to me to bind the brokenhearted and preach deliverance and so forth. But he, the acceptable he of the Lord, he rested of it. He never, he never read that. He laid the scroll down and for that's for, for this day. For that's for this day. He just read part of it. Part was his day. Now, this is what he's going to do today. It is what he's speaking through his anointed spirit to the church today. Now is the hour. Now is the time. Receive it, people. Receive it. What? We see the great end times, the flashing red light everywhere. Upon nature, we see nature flashing the light. The time is at hand. We see it upon the church, flashing the light. She's condemned. The time is at hand. She is in the world. We see it upon the skies, upon the sea, upon the nations, upon everywhere. In the sun, moon, stars, signs. We see the end time signs of the Holy Ghost return back upon the people. As it was in the days of Lord, how this Holy Spirit worked through that man flesh there, that was God manifested in the flesh. How God will man himself, himself and his bride in that day, and show the same sign. Jesus said, it will be the same thing in the last days. We see, we see the same pillar of fire. Even science has, has taken the picture of it and so forth. You know... As you, if you if you spend five years, maybe more, uh, the message of it, let's say ten years or more, sometimes you say the the, 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 the time is at hand. Or we had the very end. We at the very end. The human nature sometimes goes and says, you know, I've heard it many times, but there will be a time where it will be the last time. There will be another time where we'll have the last Sunday service. We have the last Wednesday service. 
the last evening service. There will be a time where it will be the last one. And it's getting closer and closer. Noah had to preach his message for 120 years and preaching the same message over and telling the message, it's going to rain, it's going to rain. Noah, we have heard it so many times. Can you change another message? No, it's only this, the message of salvation, it's going to rain. If you accept that it's going to rain, come into the ark. The same thing, there is going to be a judgment. The judgment is right at hand. This is the time to get yourself ready. This is the time to trim the lamps. This is the time not to be naked. Negligence is the time not to put other priority aside. Remember, there is judgment right at hand. It's the time to get into your It's time to be born again. It's the time to have a deeper desire for God. It's the time for the being in prayer. It's time for God, give me more of yourself. It's the time to stay there, consecrated, dedicated for God. This is the time. Amen. 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 It's no time for, you know, maybe in the past we made the mistakes and our parents made them, our elders made the mistakes. Some of them went to the stream. No, no, we don't do anything. We don't prepare our children and everything. Some of them went to the extreme and then with so many years, oh, I lost, I wasted that. I didn't. Yes, there is an extreme. But there is also another extreme where... We don't think about the, we don't we, we don't think about preparing a heart anymore. It becomes everything about our future on earth here. We have no future on earth here. Of course, we have to plant our potatoes and make different things, but we must not forget that we don't have a future home here. Our future home is on the other side. So we prepare for the place where we are going. We put priorities for the place where we are going. Amen. I was sharing with one brother. He sent kind of a message to me, a video message, and sent that to me. It kind of hurt my heart. Oh, God, let, don't let me lose the focus of the rapture. He was showing how, very good, very good clip, but I think it's in French. In French, yeah, it's in French. So, but he sent that. He's showing how the trend of churches have changed through the years. How now we used to, we used just to go on the corner and uh, preach and uh, and then uh, just uh, just having the burden for the salvation of the souls and uh, just having that burden uh, we, we we didn't care about how beautiful is the church uh, we would just come and worship the lord and everything but now we have changed so in that video they put it so well so now the focus has become on how big is your church and how different things how how what is your retirement plan? <laughs> the pastor is thinking about the retirement. Our church, our church, we have so many money, so much money. Why can't we put it in stocks so that it produces for our future? It's like, oh God, I kind of, oof, kind of stuck my heart. Oh God, help me, Lord, help me, Lord. Oh God, I don't want to lose the focus. I don't want to lose the focus. Oh God, help me, help me, Lord. And those are great men, great churches, great And the way they put it is you know, people have influenced our lives and very good. But just towards the end, it kind of uh, a little bit, uh, you can just feel that it's going a little bit too far. What is that burden for the, for, for, for the lost souls? What is that burden of, of, of just to have the simplicity of the gospel, the simplicity of the message, just the simplicity of life of the message? Now we have, it becomes a little bit like, I don't know, I don't know. You know, like preachers, we have to have gods and you have to give. It just becomes, ooh, it, 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 it smells bad. <laughs> I 
I don't know. I don't want that. I, I want the simplicity of the message. Just the purity, you know. It's the hand. It's the hand. Prepare your heart. Husband, love your wife. Wife, be submitting to your, to your husband. Raise your children in the word of God. The purity, apply the token. Just that life, the purity of the, of the message. Of, you understand what I'm saying? That's what I want. I, I don't want all these flashy, flashy things. Just the simplicity of the gospel. Just... Just the simplicity of the word of God, simplicity of life, that the purity of heart, just, you know, forgiving people and being, just being a Christian. <laughs> That's what I want. I don't want all the flashy, flashy things. that are too much for me. <laughs> I'm actually very allergic to this because I see it in the world. I've been there at university. I've seen, I don't want that. I want the simplicity of simple people, just simple people. <laughs> because this is not our home. We are going on the other side. Amen. You meet believers now just talking about investment, talking about money. Hey, too much, too much. Let's go back a little bit to Noah time. The judgment is coming. <laughs> if you don't believe, you perish. <laughs> Amen. Okay, that was a little bit my heart expressing there. But the prophet says, Exposition of the seven church ages. I will put upon you none of the burden. The world of the burden is weight of pre- weight or pre- the, bur- the word of for burden is weight or pressure. The pressure of the dark ages was either banned or be broken, bow or die. It was the Inquisition, the power of the empire backing up sat- satanic worship. Be organized or pay with your life. Each age has its pressure. For example, a great burden for the last age is the pressure of riches. Oh, wow. The great burden for the last age is the pressure of riches, the pressure of soft living. Running everywhere. Oh, I, just, I, I want one time I will have that soft living. That's what I'm, that's what I'm striving for. That's what I want. There's a balance in that. I agree. Don't let it become a pressure. Don't let it become the one that is, that is taking all your mind and taking everything. It's not the time for have that pressure upon you for that soft living. No, that's not the time. You have to have a soft, you have to clean. But that's not the, it should not be the pressure on the believer to have that as a priority one pressure. No, it's something wrong. Nervous tensions in a complex age that we see unfitted to live in. Have we forgotten the scripture of Malachi 4? Malachi 4 starts like this. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubbled. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, save the Lord of hosts, that he shall leave them neither root nor branch, but unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. And you shall go forth and grow up as calves of the store. And you shall tread down the wicked for there shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, save the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto you in Horeb for all Israel with the statute and judgment. 
Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. The promise is also, remember ye the law of Moses, my servant. There is a parallel between the ministry of Moses and the ministry of Malachi 4. If you start the ministry of Moses and you put it in a picture, when God came to visit Moses at the burning bush experience there, God came because he saw the suffering of the people. God put William Barham in the picture because he saw our suffering. God saw our suffering. God saw how we were bound by man's idea, bound with sicknesses, bound with ideas that the days of miracles are over, bound with religion instead of relationship with God, bound with concept of marriage broken, bound with all the different dogmas and doctrines of man. God saw our suffering and he sent Malachi 4 in order to deliver us from captivity. Amen. So when the Egyptian people saw Moses coming, it was not grace for the Egyptian. It was grace for the children of Israel, but it was judgment for the Egyptians. So that when we see Malachi 4 coming, it's grace for the bride, but it is judgment for the world. Amen. Exodus 3, 7, 9 says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Oh, thank God that he knows our sorrows. He understands the pains we are going through. He knows our situations. He knows our addresses. He knows the things that are going through. For those who are going through a trial, God knows your situation. God knows my situation. And I've come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of the land unto a good land and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites and Hittites. And the scripture goes on. Therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. The prophet makes a comment with that, and I like it. He says, God, that goes for God's children. I could parlay that for you. A man get up and say, chew this chewing gum real well. You know, brother, father, I'm here tonight. If you want to give me the Holy Ghost, all right, I'm here. But if you want to heal me, I'm sitting here. But if you don't, why? All right. It's also your will, Lord. It's done right the will out here in the Bible. This is your will. All right. This is his will right here. If you want me to have it, I'll have it. But if nevertheless, if you don't, why? It's also all right. You will never get nowhere. I like that. It reminds me of what brother Dyke, I think, said here. If you, I think he used to be tired and going to the church. The, the, the Romanian church would say, you know, pray for it, but if, yeah, don't expect it. Like, don't expect it for what you are praying. Just, just pray to God if he wants it. Yeah, if he doesn't want but don't expect anything. And, and that's what the prophet says here. You can't pray without, a prayer without expectation is not a prayer. When you pray to God, you're expecting him to do that. You're expecting God to answer the prayer. God, I'm praying here. I know it's your perfect. I want your perfect will. But as I'm praying here, I have full confidence that you hear my prayer and you will answer my prayer. I'm waiting for your answer as I'm praying. Amen. So the prophet says, you know, because God has made a way for a believer to address to his father. 
As a father, as a child, when the child is crying, you know, there are different ways of crying. There are some people cry because of despair. You know, like Israel was crying at the Red Sea because they, were, they, they lost hope, no faith. They are complaining, why this, why this? That's not the kind of crying we are talking. We're talking the kind of crying of crying, God, I come upon your promise. I come upon your word. I'm relying upon your word. Like they were crying in the time of here of Egypt. God, you promised Abraham that you'll deliver us. You see, now it has been 400 years. Lord, come and fulfill your word. This is your promise. When you cry to God according to God's promise, God is going to answer to that prayer. That's the way he has made for every child. Every child that is crying is expecting the mother or the father to wake up. Brother Ed, is, oh, his, his daughter is experiencing, <laughs> not him. <laughs> when the baby cries, you wake up no matter. If you don't want, oh, you, you, will, you will hear that noise. <laughs> He'll keep crying until, until, until. That's how he has to be ready to cry and cry, cry until the Father answers. And he will answer. God always recommends to his people, his believing children, to always go in his provided way. That's God's idea to recommend to his children, his provided. Cry for what you have need of. He wants you to cry out. Let's continue. Exodus 3, 10, 12. It's just a simple message, but... I want just to remember that we are living in a treacherous time where we have to be serious, where we cannot play church, where we, we have to refocus. Every time, refocus. We are, it's very easy to be distracted, very easy to be distracted, very easy to live a life of relaxed, very easy to mix up our priorities. But may God remind us every time. And we thank God for that. God, remind me every time. When, when I'm stepping aside a little bit, God, let that voice say, stay in line. Let me hear that voice, stay in line, stay in line, stay in line. And help me, Father, to stay in line again with God. I, I need you more and more. I need you more and more. The dangerous time sometimes can be in the time of peace, when everything is going fine. Then you feel like everything is fine, and then you relax, you, you let the borders and everything open, and then, and then the devil strike. Then you start coming to the altar and everything. No, every time, Lord, help me. Help me to stay in the channel. Help me. Help me to be more and more sincere. Do not let me lose my sincerity. I don't want the formality of religion. I don't want the formality of, a, of a Christianity. And I, don't want, I don't want the stamp of a message believer. No, no, Lord. I, I want the reality of the person of Jesus Christ. Because we are living in a very treacherous time. And a glorious time with you too. Exodus 4, 7, 12. Maybe I can skip, but to, to Moses has been given two signs, and to Brother Barnum has been given two signs. Verse 8 says, It shall come to pass, if they will not believe thee, neither hearken to the voice of the first sign, that they will believe the voice of the latter sign. We are not necessarily looking for signs. We are not looking for signs, but we want to hear the voice of the sign. Now is a period where we want more more, more, more of the voice, more of the voice of the sign. I don't want to be on the category of looking for sign. God, I want your voice. I want the voice. I've seen the sign. Now it's the voice. What the voice is saying? What's the voice speaking to me? Lord, help me to stay in the channel, reading, reading or listening to the tapes because the time of the voice. Let me hear the voice of God. Let me be hearing the voice of God. 
Like Moses preached the token message to his people in the third Exodus, Malachi 4 has preached the token. He calls one of the most tremendous messages. One of the most tremendous messages is preached outside of the seven seals, outside of the commission of the seven seals. The token was one of the most tremendous messages. Why? Because it's a type of the first Exodus. As the token was important back there, the token is important right now too. Why? Because it's a time of investigation judgment. The the angel of death did not come for grace, for, for grace. The angel of death did not come for grace. The angel of death came for judgment. But those who did not have the token, all of them perished, the firstborn. But for those who were under the token, it was protection. The message of token is not a message of condemnation to the true believers. The message of token is a message of grace to the true believers. Why? Because the blood is still speaking for the believers. The token the prophet says, The blood of his, the voice of his blood calls out against you. Now, we also find in Hebrews 12, chapter 24, verse that the New Testament, the blood speaks better things. The blood is speaking. Then the blood has got a voice. The voice of the blood is the word. Hallelujah. That what makes it, whether it's right or wrong, the word is identified by the voice of the blood. The voice of the blood is the Holy Ghost. The voice of the blood is the Holy Ghost. That brings life. It is life. It brings life to the word and quickens it. Amen, 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 the prophet says. Sure, the blood speaks. It speaks a better thing. Then he goes down, skipping and saying, it speaks, it speaks power. It speaks healing. It speaks of resurrection of life. It speaks of healing. It speaks of joy. It speaks of power. It speaks of life. It speaks of heaven. That same blood that was shed upon the ground that called out after the dead brother, called out after his brother that had killed him, the blood of Jesus Christ covers all of our sins and speaks peace and resurrection and power and life and healing. All the redemptive blessing that the blood was shed for, it speaks for us. We are beneficiary of the crucifixion and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The blood is still speaking better things for us. Amen. If there is a condemnation, you confess your sins and repent. Let me tell you, the blood is speaking better things for you. Don't let the devil try to put condemnation upon you. You need to tell the devil, the blood is speaking better things for me. And if you are sick, you know what the brother Adam says, like what he says, talking about Job. So Job, as long as he thought that what, God, what was happening to him was God punishing him, he was whipped. But if he, knowing that he has already met God's requirement, it was not God whipping him. No, there is a purpose for why I'm going through what I'm going. But as long as I'm going through it, what I need to go, what I need to do is just to walk in the light. It's just to walk in the light. Just to walk with the word of God. It's just to confess what the word of God is saying. The blood is speaking and I'm confessing what the blood is speaking. The blood is speaking power. The blood is speaking healing. The blood is speaking redemption. So I'm confessing what the blood is speaking, amen. When the deaf angel was coming, the blood was standing there and said, you know, deaf, deaf angel, you cannot go in this house. You have to go and pass over. That's why they call it Passover. You have to pass over because I'm speaking on behalf of the person that I've sealed here, amen. The blood is still speaking better things today, and it is our protection. 
Exodus 23, 20, to put it in parallel with Moses, with the ministry we have received. Verse 20, Exodus 23. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Be aware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. If thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thy enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. For mine angel shall go before thee and bring thee in unto the Amorites and Hittites and all the other ites. That angel has not left us. That angel is still with us. It's not about overhearing or I want to follow what Bible says or a man was speaking. It's not a matter of a man anymore. It's a matter of the angel speaking. Well, the angel is spoken and this angel does not tolerate disobedience. Moses could tolerate some of the things they were doing, but the angel was not tolerating all the things that they were doing. You know, remember Miriam, she started there and criticizing Moses, and because she had seen Moses, she was protected Moses in the Nile River, and maybe she thought that she has an upper hand, or she could maybe say anything against him, Moses. And the angel says, no, no, I cannot tolerate that. That's my prophet. That's not the matter of man anymore, the matter of the angel. The message is not about a man, Brother Banam. The message is about the angel who spoke behind, the voice behind. That what we, that is the person we fear the most. The person we, we fear, fear the most is the angel. And let me then tell you that that angel is also defending each, each believer of the message. That's why it's important to, to check our mouth when we are talking about one another. Because that angel doesn't tolerate most of the things sometimes that we say. And we, 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 we harvest what we say sometimes because that angel is not happy of what we say. Be careful of that angel. Moses was in the mediation for the children of God, but there came a time where they, some of them, Corandetan, they crossed the line and they went on the other side. Taking maybe Moses as just a human being and thinking, oh, we, we, we are also as spiritual as Moses. So, so, so why everything has to be under Moses? Then Moses has to tell them in Numbers 16, says, Hereby you shall know that the Lord hath sent me to do all these works, for I have not done them in my own mind. If these men die for the common death of all men, or if they be visited after the visitation of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. I don't believe that it was just Moses speaking there. It was the angel defending his prophet. That's why it's a very important time we are living. Don't pay attention to find out critics about the messenger. Critics about people's, other people's message believers, people's life. That's not your business. Live your Christian life. We are living in a time where people are sealing their destiny without knowing it. We are talking about the prophet, but we are also talking about the message, but we are also talking about the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, himself, Jesus Christ said in Matthew 12, Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin of blasphemy shall be forgiven unto man, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be given, forgiven unto man. For whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Jesus Christ, being the Son of Man, 
I was just thinking about it. It kind of struck my heart. Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, pure and adulterated, born of a virgin birth, he could accept to be mocked, but he doesn't accept his son or daughter to be mocked. That's quite deep. Those who are born in sin, those who people see their mistakes, all the people, everything, but God says, no. I even, you can do that to me, but don't do it. those people that I have redeemed because the Holy Ghost is not that the Holy Ghost in the area. The Holy Ghost is the Holy Ghost living in human beings. So if you say anything against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven to you. Oh, God, help us in this time of investigation. Continuing the parallel of Moses here, in Exodus 9. Exodus 19, 9 says, The Lord said unto Moses, Lord, I come unto thee in a thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with thee. Believe thee forever. And Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. Verse 18. And the Mount Sinai was altogether on the smoke because the Lord descended upon it on a fire and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace. And the whole mount quaked greatly. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long, and waxed louder and louder. Moses spoke and God answered him by a voice. Oh, I like that. Moses had to go into the mountain to come in contact with the angel. When God was saying, and what God was saying, what God was saying, the people could hear noises. But it was a, it was a thunder for the people. But to Moses, it was a conversation between God and Moses. This reminds me of what we have heard and what we have received. God has opened the seals of, as God was opening the seals of the Old Testament to Moses, God has opened the seals to us for the whole Bible. In the time of Moses, God had to open the seals. It was unknown to the, to the humanity to know what happened, but God revealed the seals to Moses. God opened the seals for his time to Moses. Moses was talking about Genesis. Can you think that things that happened 3,000 years ago? But Moses could, could write that well, millions of years ago as God formed the earth. And God was Moses, those things. He was seeing those things and he's writing under inspiration. It was God revealing those, those mysteries to Moses. And he was writing those things. I believe maybe, maybe, there, maybe God was speaking to them. People could look at it. People could hear it and not understanding anything. But to Moses was a conversation between God and Moses. How tremendous it is, the message we have received for the people, how the people, it doesn't mean anything but for us, by God's grace. God has revealed to his prophet and the prophet has written to us and now we can see the thunder being revealed to us. It's not the thunder anymore. It is a conversation between our father and us. Amen. That's why the cloud has become a great mystery. A great subject of people arguing about it. The prophet says, The other day, standing there, turned the picture to the right. There is Jesus as he was in the seven church ages. The white wig on showing supreme deity is Alpha and the Omega, is the first and the last, is the supreme judge of all eternity, standing there to confirm the message of the hour. There shall be light upon the evening time. The cloud comes for what? To confirm that this is the message of the hour. The same thing that God confirmed to Moses, I will be coming in the cloud and people should see me to confirm that I've sent you, I've sent you to be my prophet. This is also a confirmation that the message of the hour is the truth. So what we need to do is to turn the picture to the right position. Turn the message to the right position. 
If you don't see Jesus Christ in the message, you are not turning it in the right position. God help me to turn the message in the right position, to see Jesus Christ in the message by turning it to the right decision. Change me, change me, turn me so that I can be in the position where I can see Jesus Christ in the message. Not the law, but a relationship of love between you and me. The word of God becoming so real to me and to you. In every court, the law has to, be re- has to be read to the people. Before God sends a judgment, God always sends a warning. The message is a warning. So in any court, the law is first read and it is translated and interpreted to the people, to the common people. There will be a, will be a judge there who will read the word and say, this is the law, they're saying this, and this is what it means. Then everybody has the common understanding for what the law says. And then based on what the law says, then you will be just, it's either justified and you will be condemned. The same thing as well for the word of God. The word of God, the message has been open. The law of the word of God has been explained, has been interpreted, has been made clear to everybody of us, all of us, common people. Now that we know what the word of God says, we are aligning ourselves with the word of God, fully explained, fully interpreted, fully, fully made clear to every common believer. The message is not a complicated thing, trying to figure out things. It's simple. If we, if as ministers, we are not making the message simple, we are failing. The message has to be simple for every common believer. For them to see that that's what God requires from me, it's so simple, I can follow it, I know what it means, thank you Lord, it's you, the Holy Spirit working in my life, just follow the word of God and loving you more, it's so simple, amen. It's not complicated, if it's complicated, we are failing, because you should not be educated to understand the message, it should be simple, amen. The word of God is simple, but you need revelation. God keeps his word of prophecies. How can gift and sign work in a church? How can God perfect, perfect his church when there is so much division among us? How can, when one says this and one says that, one says something else, all contrary one to the other. There is one supreme judge that God's eternal everlasting word. So the word is the only supreme judge, the only one supreme judge. Supreme means the highest authority. The highest authority is the word of God. There is no one we can go above the word of God. I always like when even the attitude of the prophet is giving the church order, saying, even my kids, if they're misbehaving, put them in order. Oh, thank you, Lord. Even himself had to subject himself to the word of God. Because there is no one who can be above the supreme judge. He's the supreme judge. His last decision is the last decision. He's the last word. Amen. Now think about it. If the word of God is the supreme judge, it means everybody else has to submit to the supreme judge. Satan has to submit to supreme judge. The same terms have to submit themselves to the supreme judge. Ourselves, we have to submit to the supreme judge. Amen. I'll say this. The word of God, since it is the supreme judge, I'll probably finish with this thought. Since it is the supreme judge, we need to know our right in the word of God in order to claim our right. Because everything that the word of God is saying has to be the supreme judge. Amen. You claim your right, 
not only against God, but you can also claim your right towards God, knowing that his word is the supreme judge. When you come to God, you don't come with doubt because of your own understanding, but you come to God with confidence, knowing that God himself had to submit himself to his own word. Because he has put the word of God as the supreme one, because himself is the word of God. <laughs> so himself has to comply with what the word of God is saying. Amen. So the prophet says, well, I want to put that. Prophet says in desperation, Jacob stayed there until something happened that make him that made him walk different, made him a different person because he stayed until that happened. The Bible said he held until he prevailed. How can a man prevail over God? But you can do it. You can do it. A man can prevail over God. How did, jo how did Jacob prevail over God? He prevailed over God by staying with the word of God. God, you cannot break your own word. You promised me that you will bless me, so bless me now. I will not let you go until you bless me because you already promised me that you will bless me. My father blessed me. I have the birthright. Bless me now because I see what is happening ahead of me. God bless me. He hold up on to God's promise to the point where the angel had to obey. Where the angel had to submit himself to the word of God because he could not break his own word. The prophet says, one time there was a man named Hezekiah. He had been told by the prophet, that saved the Lord, you are going to die. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and in desperation wept out, Lord, consider me. I've walked before you with a perfect heart. I need 15 more years. After God, I told him that something was going to happen. He was going to die. And in desperation, he changed the program of God. Desperation, though, he wept bitterly in desperation. Now, Moses prevailed over God too. Prophet says in the souls that are in prison now. There was a scripture that always puzzled me. How that Moses could tell God a better idea than God had. Till I found out it was the spirit of Christ in Moses. Amen. God said, Moses, separate yourself from them. I will destroy the whole thing and start with you. He said, Lord, he threw himself in the breach and said, take me, blow out my name. All these very people that had rebelled, his heart went for them. See, in other terms of prophets, God is saying, God had to, Moses had to tell God a better idea than God himself. In other words, saying, God, you cannot go over your own word. You promised in your own word that you'll take these people, bring them from Egypt into Cana, Canaan. You cannot now in the middle of the wilderness and say, now I'm breaking my own word. They're not going to come to the final destination. You'll be breaking your own word. If you took them from Egypt, some of them, the elected one, had to go all the way into Canaan's land. You cannot break your own word. And God has to change his own word. <laughs> I like what I was sharing with my wife. One time I heard one preacher saying that. Uh, he went a little bit to the bold side, but he went to this. Uh, but he was quoting the word of God. He says, when Moses was talking to, the, to God, he was telling God, you know, you cannot do this. You'll be, you'll be breaking your own word. You have to repent. You have to repent. I was like, that's kind of too bold. But, <laughs> but he, was, he had a point. <laughs> like, no, you have to repent. And he says, you don't believe me. Then he quotes the word of God. He says, Exodus 20, remember. And he says, 
Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, for, for mischief did he bring them out and slay them in the mountain and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. They was oh, actually, yeah, that's what the Bible says. <laughs> so repent of that evil upon thy people. And God, the Bible says, God repented. <laughs> so if the devil comes to you and trying to point to you and says, you know, this has happened, this is Tell the devil, you know what? I have already met God's requirement. And even if it is God allowing it, I'll bring back to God and say, God, this is what the word of God says. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is your promise. So you have to give me the Holy Ghost. That's your promise. It's not my promise. That's your promise. If you shall lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. That's not my promise. That's your promise. And God, if it's not happening, then something is being broken. It has to. That's your promise. That how you make God have, in other words, say, you, you make God fulfill or align himself in his own way. Because God has already put his own word as the supreme judge. He has to abide by the authority of his own word. He cannot break his own word. And God wants us to cry to him upon his own promises and is willing to, to do more than what we, we want sometimes. Sometimes we are waiting upon God. God is waiting upon us. I'm waiting upon you to, to mention the word of God. To stand upon the word of God. Mention and tell me about the word of God. Then you will see what I will do. Amen. You do the first step. I will do the second step. Amen. Read this quote and finishing. He comes forth then to claim that he has interceded for. He's doing the kinsman redeemer work now. He comes forth to redeem his own, oh my. That ought to set every Christian to searching himself and holding his hand before God and saying, Cleanse me, O oh Lord. Look into my life and let me, let me see where my bad part is. The sixth seal. Let me get it out of the way right quick. Right quick. For if the righteous be scarcely saved, where will the sinner and the ungodly appear? It's checking up time. If you would place it and want and give this, give this word, I don't want to ask me a question on this cause. It gets me plumb over another. I mean, in writing your question, I, write, I think the question is done. So he's putting a comment there. And it says, this is the time of the investigation judgment. It's my time. This is the time of the investigation judgment. That's right. We'll get that on that on the trumpet that will come down whenever the Lord provides and the virus and the vials and everything. So it's saying this is the time of checking ourselves. Musicians can come. This is the time of checking ourselves. Are my actions correct? Are my thoughts correct? Because the thought cries louder than what we say. Am my influence correct? Is my motives and, and objectives correct? Is my prayer life correct? <laughs> Without prayer life, word, worldly things comes in. Is, is, am I claiming God's promises? Am I staying on God's it's, it's a little bit of checkup. I'm just putting a checkup here. But it's not to condemn you, but it's just to put a break. Maybe you go too fast, but God, let me put a break a little bit. 
Am I losing my focus? Bring me to my focus as a believer to move on forward. Amen. So, Brother Moses, what is the secret? The secret, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. We need to walk in the light of the word that we have received. Because the blood of Jesus Christ is the only bumper, is the only protection if you walk in the light of the message that we have received. Amen. Amen. Musician can play, play softly. As the prophet was continuing, I thought about, on the thought, on the time of uh, investigation and judgment, I thought about the story of uh, Daniel Curry. Do you know that story? As he was going through that, and the prophet is just saying, and he said, Curry stood, Curry stood for me. <clears throat> he said, Father, Daniel Curry stood for me down on earth. It's true. He wasn't perfect. But he stood for me. He stood for me on earth. Now I'm going to stand for him in heaven. Take all of his sin and put them over on my account. Who's going to stand for you that day, brother, if you grieve him away from you today? Who's going to stand for you on the other side if you don't stand for him today? Do you want him to accept him today as the judge and he's judging you and the word of God is correcting you today? Or do you want him to be the judge on the other side? May the word of God correct us today. Amen. I know it's a Wednesday service and the faithful one that also come on Wednesday, but maybe someone will hear this sermon somewhere. God, let the word of God correct me today. Let the word of God judge me today. So that on the other side, he will stand for me as well, as I stand for him today. Amen. To be like Jesus, we can sing. Let's stand together. To be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. Yeah.